Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Bingity bong, bada bing bing bong, bada bingity bong, bada bing bing bong. It's suggestible time. Hello, welcome to Suggestible Podcast, a podcast where we recommend you things to watch, read, and listen to. My name is Claire Tonti. James Clement is here also, and he's very sick. I'm not very sick. My voice is sick. He's got a very sore throat. But we're he's, doing. <laughs> he's sore. I haven't been talking all day because I've been waiting for this. I'm like, I'm not going to talk, and now I'm like, blah. <laughs> <laughs> It's like you coughed out a frog or something. Well, it's that. And it's like my brain isn't like. Isn't fully online. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Oh, you are uh, weak of throat but strong of heart. Thank you for saying that. You're I appreciate welcome. it. You are welcome. So you're going to have to deal with me doing a lot of the chitty chatty listeners. Oh, I mean, that's what, what usually happens anyway. Right, everyone? <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh he's, he's back. He's there. <laughs> His cynical funniness is, is coming I've always, to the fore. That one's always ready to go. You could yeah. have said anything. <laughs> you could have said, this is going to be a really great show. I'd be like, what else is bloody do about right, everybody? <laughs> That's you. That's you just walking around being like this ball and chain. <laughs> <laughs> Such a weird thing to say, isn't it? Oh, get the misses at home. Well, as you've talked about, Claire, isn't the benefit of marriage uh, normal? not normally? Uh, Here we go. Statistically, it's, it benefits men more than it does women, isn't it? Oh, yeah. That, isn't Massively, that of course. Yeah. It all, yeah, everything for men goes up. Mostly for women it goes right down. But they sell it as it's great for women. Mm. And they're except, like, you, you should be so lucky. Yeah, except that your workload increases. Not mine specifically because you're wonderful. But overall, women's workload increases. They're, yeah, like everything. Like domestic labour increases, mm-hmm, all mm-hmm. the things. They do live longer than men still, so who knows what that's Well, you've got to enjoy it. You've got to enjoy the back years, the back end, you know, <laughs> yeah. so you may as well. Yeah. Look, there's lots of benefits to marriage, too, obviously, particularly being married to one James Clement over there. Mm. Though I will say this week when you've been sick, it's been, it's been a lot. Yeah. Yeah, because I'm also organising a tour, James. Oh, my God. Here we bloody go. I know. Okay, I promise I won't spam you with all the details, but can I just briefly mention straight up top and then we'll get to our recommendations. Uh All right, so as this show, before we begin, just works, we recommend a thing to each other. And, we and talk then you about have it. to do it. The people watch it, listening, they have to, you have Correct, to watch exactly. all Exactly. I wonder what percentage it. of things people actually absorb from what we recommend. 4%. <laughs> yeah, but the creme de la creme of our listeners are here, obviously. Mm-hmm. Anyway, if you are in the UK, oh my goodness, here we go. So I am doing a show on the 2nd of July in London at a place called The Space. It's in the Isle of Dogs. Uh, the show will be at two o'clock in the afternoon. There's a link in the show notes for tickets. Tickets are 12.5 to 15 pounds, not dollars. Mm. I know. It's just such a cool venue even and I'm so excited to be doing that. It's an old converted church. Um, they've put us onto their summer season, which is going to be really cool. I'm going to do my whole album with um, Ezekiel Fenn, do some storytelling as well. Amy Taylor-Kabaz, who is a matrescence author and activist, is going to be there as well to do a bit more talking about matrescence. But it will mainly be a music show and I would so love to see you there. There's also a really cool rooftop bar and a beer garden. It's summer. So I also just think it will be a really cool place 
place to chill out and maybe meet some other listeners of the show mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. I don't know, just hang out. I'm going to hang around afterwards to say hi if anyone wants to. So yeah, very cool place. You can also get food there and all that stuff. It's just a really cool arts venue. So even if you don't come to see my show, go and check out some of the other content because it's really cool. 2nd of July. Um, the next one I'm doing is in Exeter. It's a 10 o'clock in the morning show. So it's with a beautiful singing group called Tula Mama and they sort of sing with their little babies and do traditional lullabies. And it's not kids music. It's for women to enjoy singing and leaning into their creativity. They're going to be forming a couple of songs and then I'm going to do my whole album at the Hall Exeter. So 10 a.m. on the 4th of July. That's a Tuesday morning. Baby's Welcome. It's a fully accessible show. It is at the top of a very steep hill, but I'm assured that somehow... You, it will work because women go there all the time. It'll make it easier babies. to leave because you could just roll down. Correct. There. Yeah, exactly. I didn't realize this, but Exeter was built to like as a sort of a fortress. Everybody knows that. All right. Anyway, no, so I, cool. I all right. So that's going to be super fun. Morning teas provided for that one as well. So that's 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. On the 4th of July. Then I'm heading to Dublin. I'm playing at Bellow Bar. This is going to be an evening show. Amy is coming as well to speak and I'm going to do two sets, um, some of my new stuff as well as my album. Um, it's a beautiful candlelight bar. So it's a very different vibe to the London show, um, but I reckon it's going to be beautiful. So that's on the 6th of July, Thursday evening. The show starts at 7pm. Tickets obviously are all in the links below. Mm. And there are more dates to come. I'm going to be in Edinburgh. I'm going to be performing at a venue called The Caves on the 9th of July. Um, I don't have tickets up for yet for that one, but they are coming very soon. But that's the afternoon of the 9th of July in Edinburgh at The Caves. And that's it for now. Ooh. Ooh, yeah, exactly. I have got a Bassing Stoke show, but that's um, going to be the weekend of the 15th or 16th of July. Still more details to come for that one as well. It's all happened very fast. We only started planning like a week ago. So <laughs> anyway, totally fine. And let's get on with it, James. It's all coming together. Have, thank you. I'm very excited. I'm really just excited to be going on a plane and going to sing <laughs> some music. I just can't wait for all of it. And well, I'm excited the, for you, know, you Claire. I'm excited. I can't wait to see all these shows with you when we travel the countryside together. Oh, I know. You're going to be home looking after our babes. That's true. But I very much Our copies of you. Babe 1 and Babe 2, <laughs> Big in the City on DVD. <laughs> that is it. Correct. Exactly. I'm going to Maybe I'll Skype you in. No. <laughs> no, fair enough. All right. That's that. Over to you, my friend. All right. So uh, what I've got first up, Claire, first thing is to recommend, first one, the thing that I watched, I watched it yesterday. It's called Still. Oh, It's alive. a documentary. No, just Still. Well, it could be called Still Alive. It's the James by, story. Um, uh, one man survives bronchitis. 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 <laughs> Whatever it's not bronchitis, Claire. Strep throat? What I don't know what it is. I, I, I don't know. It's, it's fine. I've got medications. That's all that matters. Uh, it's directed by David Guggenheim, and here's what it's about. Here's a synopsis. It's a, sh- uh, a short kid from a Canadian army base becomes the international pop culture darling of the 1980s only to find the course of his life altered by a stunning disease. The actor, who is an incurable optimist, is forced to confront an incurable disease. I said that twice. That's the synopsis. That kid, that actor, Claire, yes, that's yes, Michael James. J. Fox. <gasps> I know, so this is Michael the Michael J. J. Fox documentary that recently came out. Uh, it's really great. It's like 90 minutes long. It uses uh, footage of him, like sorry, interview footage of him from the modern day where he's talking about his life. He's like 61-ish years old and he's, he's clearly like doing a lot of stuff and you see like a lot of his rehab but his like speech is kind of slurred and, and slowed a bit but his brain is still clearly like – 
he's still he's still very active and he's still like you can see him. He's like he's still got that kind of like sparky kind of pop kind of energy that he's always kind of had. Mm. And it's also mixed in with, with what I think is uh, when he recorded his audio book from a few years back. So it goes like through his life. It starts off like early when he's like a two-year-old and he his parents got a call from like a sweet shop up, up the street and they were like, hey, your son's here. Uh, he's come to, to to buy some candies or whatever and they're like, just give him something and, and I'll pay when we get there. And they're like, no, he's got money. He brought money with him. <laughs> Because uh, it's, it's about like being still and a lot of it is like he's because the disease has made him kind of stop and, and reassess because he's always kind of been on the go. And then it goes into like his early acting and like living in L.A. and not making any money and barely getting by and he's talking about how he was going to go back home and work for his brother's construction company. And then he got the role, his role in Family Matters, which – no, we didn't really get it here that much, or maybe we did. It was probably I watched good it. Us, I yeah. loved Family Matters. Yeah? yeah, okay, fair enough. So that ran during the eighties, but in that time, he just exploded. Like, so he filmed at one point Family Matters at the same time he was filming Back to the Future for three months because Back to the Future they recast the lead role. They wanted uh, him, but he couldn't. Like, the studio didn't let him know that Steven Spielberg wanted him for this movie because it's Steven Spielberg produced. And then when Eric, then my, they shot a bunch of it with Eric Stoltz. And then they gave it to him and said, listen, you can go and do this, but you have to keep doing the sitcom. So he'd literally like shoot all day, go go straight to shoot Back to the Future all night and then he'd sleep for like two or three hours and then he'd go back and he'd do the, and he'd do the sitcom and he did that for like three months. So by the end of it he wasn't sure whether like what he'd made, like was it any good, he's still kind of vague and, and all of that. And it ended up obviously being this, this huge hit and off the back of that like he exploded in a number of roles. In the 80s and then in the late, uh, early 90s, he woke up with like a twitch in his little finger after like it because he was like he had substance abuse issues and alcohol and various drugs. They don't really get into the that stuff too much but it is touched upon. And then he gets the diagnosis but that he's had that he has Parkinson's and he's like maybe late 20s at this point. I didn't realise it was so early. Yeah, he, he knew in like the 90s, like the very early 90s. So... But he kept it secret for like eight or nine years. So he just he just went on and he he drank for like a lot of it. And at this point, he he married and started to have kids. And it looks it goes into how like his wife, uh, who he met, was this like tremendous actor and this incredible force. And so she was then at home with the kid, and he's like just off around the world, just kind of running from this thing and just hiding it from people. And so, and then of course he ends up going back to TV and he ends up doing Spin City. And that's when he does a couple of seasons of that and he eventually tells everybody what, what's going on and then it becomes public knowledge. And so it's just this, it's an incredible story and he's like, he's, he seems by all accounts a very nice and incredible person. Um, if you haven't seen The Frighteners, by the way, that's an underrated Michael J. Fox movie. It's, it's Peter Jackson directed it who did The Lord of the Rings. He made it in like 1995. Um, it's amazing. But it just kind of talks about where he was and like the, his journey and how he like the ups and downs and even like in the nineties you see he did make a bunch of movies that like people didn't particularly love a lot of the time like his star kind of faded and that also was hand in hand with like him finding out about this disease and how he was kind of like how he was dealing with it and just kind of running from it and all of that and then not so much coming through but I guess coming to terms with it and then becoming public with it and then kind of how we know him you know, from, say, 20 years ago to now. And he even talks about the future, like, 
where he's going to be in 20 years and he's like probably I probably won't be here unless there is like a cure for Parkinson's. Like it's not like because he'll be 80, you know, it's not it's not going to be good like him having that disease for like 50 plus years, you know. But again, who knows what can happen in 20 years. But it's on Apple TV+. Plus. I would recommend it. I think it was great. I really enjoyed it. Michael J. Fox. Do you remember what his wife's name was? I don't. She did. I know she didn't do a lot of acting. After. They met on Family Matters. Family Ties. Family Matters, Family Ties. I feel like Family Ties sounds more accurate. Tracy Poland was her name, yeah. Well, not was, is. That is her name. Family Ties. It was Family Ties. Yeah, I was yeah. thinking that. I'm like, because I, I remember him in Family Ties, as yeah. in like I just remember the TV show. But, I, yeah, I thought Family Matters didn't sit quite right. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I loved the, that. Family TV Matters show. is the Urkel one, I believe. Possibly. Mm. Either way, I loved him in Family Ties. Sure. And I loved that show overall in general. So mm. that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, because I wonder, I sometimes do wonder about the effects of like drug and alcohol and that level of well, abuse. I was, like, I was reading and, about, you know, because you know, I remember reading years ago that, that there was a theory that because he on when he was he shot Back to the Future 2 and 3 back to back and on the third movie there's a scene where he gets hung or hanged mm. and they could see like the brace on his neck so they, they took it off and so there's a moment in the so they actually hung him for real. Oh, um, God. And there was and so, yeah, it was he nearly died basically on sunset. Oh they thought he God. was acting, yeah. And so there was stories that like that maybe that triggered it or whatever, but there's been more recent ideas that substance abuse can can lead to Parkinson's because it is to do with dopamine levels and I'm not sure the specifics of it. It's just a theory at this point. There's no like hard evidence uh, yeah. that that's and, – and it's also – it can happen, it seems, as well. Like I, yeah, it's, it? it's not a – it's not genetic necessarily is my understanding because nobody else in his family has it. So, mm. yeah, I don't, I don't know. Interesting, isn't it? Oh, that sounds fascinating. All right, I'm definitely going to yeah. check that out. It's just weird also that he's like 61. It's just bizarre to me. It is really yeah. strange, isn't it? That's what's happening now, that mm. all these characters and they're actually real people, like obviously from our childhood mm. and our, you know, adolescence that we knew as household names and you kind of have an image of them. It's almost like that Madame Tussauds idea of these people in your consciousness yeah. And then you see them now and you go, oh, my God, yeah, 60, 70, 80, like Harrison Ford with his duck fluff hair. Oh, my God, he's so it's, old. Yeah, it's just – and I remember my parents would be like, oh, this person died, like a celebrity, and I'd be like, yeah, and now I think, yeah, because they do take up – like when Robin Williams died, they take up such a huge yeah. place in your childhood and consciousness and, it, yeah, interesting. A lot of icons going. Absolutely. Well, it's just that, – that's what happens that's as well life. when you get – I mean, he's alive still, but yeah, but just age the aging process. I guess it's different once it starts actually happening to you. God, yeah. what happens when you get after fifty? But you know, interesting. But also, watch the Frighteners if you haven't seen it. It's a really yeah, good Peter okay. Jackson movie. Definitely going to do that. Yeah. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. 
My turn? Go for it. Great. Okay, so I read a book um, last week called Well, well, well. Well, 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 I know, called Good Morning, but it's spelled M-O-U-R-N-I-N-G. So That's clever. It's honest conversations about grief and loss. And before you go, oh, here she goes again with an emotional book about feelings. (laughs) Shut up. Everyone has them. They're important. This is written by Sally Douglas and Imogen Khan, and they're actually creators of the Good Morning podcast, and they started there. Same spelling? Um, Correct. It is so beautiful. And it's the kind of book that, and funny and honest and exactly what you would want to give a friend if they had lost someone. So the way that these two women met was really um, heartbreaking, but also kind of very cosmic, I think. So Mm. Both of them lost their mums in their 30s in very sudden circumstances. So Imogen's mother died from suicide when she had an eight-month-old baby. Also, she just got a call out of the blue one day to say that her mum had passed away. Yeah, I know. And then Mm. um, Sally's mum, she died. I, I can't remember what the illness was, but it was also incredibly sudden and she lived in the UK. So Sally just got a call one day to say that her mum had passed away without any warning. Um, And so they both obviously we're in the depths of struggle in different ways. Obviously there's a lot more trauma in Im's story but and she was grappling with new motherhood at the same time but they ended up deciding to go to a, um, a motherless daughter's support group and they met right. there and just had this kind of instant chemistry and became really fast friends and worked through so much of their grief with each other and then realised how much our culture doesn't address grief and death in a healthy way and often it's really hidden and you can feel really isolated and alone. Um, And so from there they decided to start a podcast and it's grown um, to be an incredible community of people um, and a place where people can feel really safe to have honest conversations. And also they share a lot of really interesting research about grief as well. And I interviewed them actually for my next season of Taunt, so that episode will come out um, probably next month. But I would really recommend this book, particularly Mm. if you have someone in your life and you don't know what to do. It's the kind of, there's like explicit advice about what to say as well, which I think is really helpful. So like even at the back of the book, This one I thought was really, really great. So it's like a list of things that people usually say. They said often people suddenly become like a Victorian era when someone dies and they say things like, my condolences to you and your family. Like who the fuck? They're your best friend that you've known since childhood and they say that to you. And so they do things like instead of saying that, Oh, my God, I've been saying that to everybody. (laughs) I mean, obviously the other part about it is like you say what you feel like you can in the moment and obviously – no judgment, but it is helpful to know other things to say. So they they said, rather than saying that, you could say, there are no words for how hard this is. My thoughts are with you and your family. And when you need me, I am here. And so things like saying it was t- their time to go or, you know, things were meant to be or at least, et cetera, et cetera, just isn't really helpful. And the best advice they gave, which I think have, I have thought since my dad passed away as well, mm. is just to really get in the muck with them and say, this sucks. I'm really, really sorry. Yeah. This re- is really, really hard. And then listen. Mm. Um, and also advice, which I think is true in lots of situations where people are going through hard times, rather than say, I'm here if you need anything, say to them very specifically stuff like, I'm available to come and clean your house at 10 o'clock on Tuesday on, or, you know, one o'clock on Friday, what would suit you better? Or I'm at the supermarket, I am going to buy you some groceries. Is Mm. there anything in particular you need? 
you know, stuff so it's really explicit and you're really offering that help. Or I can come around today, I've got some time in my diary and I can look after your child and take them to the park. Mm. You know, things that are like really tangible because often people's people don't want to be a burden and also often in the depths of grief they don't even know what they need. Also, I thought something that that, that really struck me that Sal said um, was that as we know in grief it comes in waves but she talks about feeling griefy <laughs> and how grief is not in itself a bad thing and something we ever heal from because you've lost a person that's really significant to you. Mm. Um, trauma is separate to that. And there's a lot of things that we can do in in terms of therapy and movement and, you know, a lot of different things that can help you work through trauma. But grief is something that you'll live with forever. So what do you do with that grief? And when she's feeling griefy, she actually will really sit in it. So she'll bring out photos of her mum's life and she'll wear her mum's perfume and play her favourite songs and, and really take time out in her life to really feel her presence with her. And I just hadn't heard that before and I really, you know, we can do that by accident. Like maybe we might be packing up our family's house. mm. Yeah, and a perfume or scent will hit you or you'll be walking in a park and it's their favourite spot or something Um, and it'll happen by accident. But actually going on purpose to sit with that person and feel their presence with you by going through memories like that I thought was a really beautiful way of honouring them and something I think our culture's lost a bit because often in other cultures they will have that idea of honouring your ancestry, you know, in different ways and lighting candles. And we do have some of those rituals, particularly if you're religious, but often we've lost those kinds of things. And so creating rituals for yourself around honouring the people that have gone before you or the or who the loved one that's passed away. I just thought it's a really beautiful book and it doesn't patronise you and it's not heavy. It's really easy read. It feels like talking to two really good friends who just understand what you need when you're going through deep grief. Mm. Um, so, yeah, it's called Honest Conversations About Grief and Loss, um, Sally Douglas and Imogen Khan. And then the podcast as well I'd really Isn't recommend Isn't it called Good to. Morning? Oh, yeah, sorry, Good Morning. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, he's singing. He's still, I'm still sharper than me. Good morning, honest conversations about grief and loss, accompanying support group in book form, a must read for grievers. So, yes, great. Check Could it out. recommend it more. I love grief. <laughs> All right, over to you, Sonny Bob. You're nearly there. He's nearly got to the end. How are you feeling? How are you going so far? Save him up. Right, okay, something funny on a side note that happened. This is a state of affairs at the moment because I'm trying to plan a book flights and all of these things and, it's, and obviously the UK is awake when we're asleep. So, mm. so genuinely, because James has been sick, I have been like parenting during the day and then the day finishes and I finally put the kids to bed and then I just stay up calling random places in like Cork trying to get people to talk to me and trying to find venues and visas and all kinds of things. Um, and so James really needed some ice cream because your throat and you needed to feel like Turns out know. it didn't help. It was made it way worse. Oh, God. Cold. Well, anyway, so I drove out like 9 o'clock at night to our local like service station, 7-Eleven, and then I got I got the ice cream and I got a crunchy for you to like smash into the ice cream because yeah. that's your fave thing when you're feeling real down other than obviously Red Rooster, not sponsored. Anyway, and then I got stuck because I got some emails sent through and so I turned the car on ready to leave the service station car park and then the car was running and I was there for like 20 minutes answering emails and all of a sudden a friend of ours, <laughs> one of the dads of one of my kids' mates, he's awesome, like 
went, knocked on my door and it was like 9.30 at night and he's around down the window. He's like, Claire, what are you doing? I was filling up petrol and I've been watching you. Like I filled up my petrol. I went in and paid. I came out and you're still here in the car, still running. What the hell are you doing? And I had to be like buying vanilla ice cream and crunchy and emailing cork. <laughs> and he's just laughing like this. The woman's have gone insane. Anyway, side note, over to you. That's fun. Yeah. At least I'm probably on the mend, I think, as well. I hope so. It's one of yeah. those horrible viruses, though, where you thought you were on the mend. I was, and then it, it's kind of changed. It yeah. went, surprise, different thing. Exactly. Good thing I got in an episode of the Weekly Planet in between, which Good. is a more Good. important and exactly. successful Except podcast. Except I gave everyone anxiety because I've pushed us to, to push you to finish early. Oh, no. oh yeah. And everyone was rushed. I felt bad. <laughs> and then I like sang the wrong song from The Little Mermaid. I burst in and you Are made... you coming on this week to talk I about certainly The Little am. Mermaid? I'm so excited. Goes to 2 hours and 15 minutes. Whole new world. So again, it's the wrong song. It's the wrong yeah, song, Claire. I, <laughs> I did that on purpose this time. But I didn't even notice I did it. What is it? It's the. It's still about the world. Oh, uh, look at this stuff. Isn't it neat? I don't remember. Don't you think my collection's complete? Yeah. I'm not looking forward to it because world. I don't care about The Little Mermaid. That's oh. me. I'm that guy. It's not for me. Oh, let's not even also, go into me last week. Aren't good. Ranting about films. Yeah, let's not. Okay, I do have to say, guys, I don't hate all films. Really? Of course, I don't. Really? Because there was a few film. times when I was like, "Are you sure you hate all film?" And you were like, "Actually, I do, and I do not take it back." <laughs> Obviously, I don't hate all films. Oh, it didn't seem obvious the way that you. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I got so many emails and messages. About it. More emails and messages than about the Minions rant. That's what it's all about, engagement, Claire. (laughs) Well, Minions, you targeted a specific thing. You're like, I "I hate Minions. I I hate this kind of movie. But this time. It's such a bold statement to say, I hate all film, like a whole art form. Yes. I do stand by my thing that we watch too much screen time and that doing art in real life is a really valuable and important thing. I stand by that. However, I'm stepping back a little from my. Oh, okay. Well, that's very bold of you. Or maybe I'm not. Maybe I'll dig my heels in. Claire, here's something. Here he goes. It's a YouTube channel. It's called Tiny Homes. I thought you were going to recommend Mr. Sunday Movies. I mean, that's a great channel. You can all (laughs) check it out. Got a review of Transformers 1986 up there uh, if you are interested. Tiny Homes, Downsized Designs, Sustainable Living. You know I love a tiny house. What is with you and tiny homes? Here's the synopsis. I don't. Get it. Is, is it because you're a tiny man and yeah, you yeah, just yeah, want yeah. to live in, in an uncomplicated house. existence? Join us as we travel the globe seeking uh, out the very best of tiny homes, alternative dwellings and, and stories of downsized off-grid living. Hosted by Bryce Langston and Raza Peskud who does the videographing and editing. So these two, these duo, they go around and they go, look at this house, look how small it is, look how much space there is though, even though it's it's really small. And they do this, club because they're passionate about tiny house living uh, it started because they are passionate about he, the tiny house living and they're in New Zealand. What is happening? They're in New Zealand. Are you okay? And they're like, we hate New Zealand. We don't <laughs> want to live the way that regular New Zealand peoples do. Thank God. It's so nice there. They don't even have any snakes. No. Do they? No. Not even at the zoo? No. I mean, oh. maybe at the zoo. So they're not a- in the wild. We'd get eaten by snakes every bloody second. There's I went no for a walk the other day. I was lying us. across by and stood on one. No, you didn't. That's not Dude, true. Did your brother? It's winter. Got, got long- <laughs> this is so fun, actually. This story. There was a snake in your brother's back garden, and they have a security camera. And his wife, who is awesome, saw that there was a snake out there with the security camera, and so she locked him outside. <laughs> She's so scared until of the he snake. dealt with it. Until he dealt with it. Well, I've seen a snake Respect. hook over a door handle and turn the handle and then walk in. <laughs> Hello.
So anyway, they started this because they have an we interesting tiny. It, it was, yeah, at a little <laughs> monocle. It's a, uh, to break free of Auckland's incredibly expensive housing market. So they go around, as mentioned, and they go like, wow, these stairs are also drawers. You can pull the stairs out and they're drawers or whatever. You know what I mean? Wow, this table folds down and, and then you just put it up and then there's, there's so much room in this tiny house. They look at things like tiny houses on wheels, micro apartments, cabins, tree houses, earth homes, shipping container homes, buses and vans, among other things. If you're interested in tiny home, I suggest you check it out. It's a nice little comfort thing. You look at it and you're like, ooh, look at this. It's like looking at little hobbit homes, you know what I mean? Yeah. You're like, ooh, look at this. So, again, all like most of this stuff is like sustainable and just living simply and all that shit you love or whatever. You I know do what I mean? love that stuff. You're right. It's like grand designs but in the opposite. The opposite, yeah. Tiny designs. I fucking hate all the, you know, those big open like white designs. Yeah, They're I know. just awful. Yes. Why, how would you, why would you even want to live in anything like that? How would you heat it either? Also, that's crazy. It's this it's a crazy amount of heating going on there. Yeah, the correct. Ceilings too high. What are you doing? Some of the grand designs though are not like that at all. They're like we'll really eco-sustainable. There's one, and I can't remember where it is, but he this amazing guy, and I think about it a lot because he just lives there with his dog on his own, and it just seems so nice and simple. But it's like on this incredible kind of part of his parents' giant farm. I think it's in Wales or Ireland, and it. Was, it's kind of perched on rocks underneath a stream mm. and everything is ergo designed and it's and it's super beautiful, these big windows that look out over this beautiful greenery. But it's just all the finishes are so gorgeous but it's very much environmentally sound and small but expansive at the same time and, gorgeous. yeah, I know. And he just seems so chill and cool. Mm. really like that whole vibe. Anyway, I get it. I get, I get it. And so you are recommending people go look at the YouTube. Yeah, go look at it. Are you secretly a hobbit? Yeah. I mean, I got small feet. But other than that, yeah. (laughs) There is something. But I'm not the hobbit who goes on the adventure. I'm the hobbit who's like, I'm going to fucking stay here. Yeah, you bloody are. I Mm. know. I feel like kick you out the door to go traveling. You're like, all right, fine. And then the whole time, remember when we were backpacking, you wrote a diary about how much you hated everything. And then you came back and you told all our friends it was like the best time you've ever had. They knew we didn't. They knew I hated it. It was very clear from the entries that I posted uh, in email form, Claire. Yeah, I know. Just quickly, before you do your final thing. Got a uh, tweet here from Tanner Moore who says, "So if, and just like that is back January 22nd, a show I'll never watch. Does that mean Suggestible in the City will also be back, a show I will in fact listen to? When's it, when's it coming? 22nd of June. <gasps> oh, yes. And then well, how are we going to do that while I'm away? I'd say we probably can't. No. Though I know it won't be relevant by the time I get back, but could we just watch it in hindsight and still record it? Yeah, maybe, episodes? yeah. I feel like we could do that. It would. It was so fun. But also I actually don't have anything in me that wants to watch this season because no, it either. just went like the second half just went so downhill. Until Samantha then, comes back. Oh, and then she's not okay, – let's not even go into that <laughs> argument. She, she will not – there is no way she will come back. They're just – it won't happen. But you think it will. I can tell. You still think no, so. No, I said – as I've Kim Cattrall is done and dusted. Talking too much. I'm wasting all my words on this thing. You are. It's good to, it's good to hope. Just like I hope oh. that the new Indiana Jones movie will be great, even though everybody says it's terrible. <laughs> Look, sometimes things that everyone hates, you sometimes love. Very rarely. <laughs> Very rarely is everybody in the world like, this sucks. And I'm like, no, actually, it's good. <laughs> that doesn't really happen. Oh, it's almost like sometimes remaking very favourite things and then remaking them again and again and again it does not end well. Mm-hmm. Why is the goat puppet sitting there with its hand in its mouth? Because it has bulimia. <laughs> what? For real? It's vomiting, yeah. 
I don't understand this studio and I don't understand you or Mason. You want to go live in a tiny home together and fine. So that is a half an hour show. I have one more thing to recommend, but um, should we wait till next week? Yes, please. Yes, good. <laughs> this guy, let's put the man out of his misery. Well, listen, what My people can God. do, what people can do, they can actually uh, review the show and they can review it in an app, any app. Isn't that amazing? Yes, yes. Just amazing. like Cleve who's gave us a thumbs up Cleve. and five stars who says, I like it. I like when suggestible is feminism, but I like it more when it's Ninja Turtles. <laughs> Why not both? That's what I say. That's the we walk in two worlds on this show. We That's what go. we do. My goodness. Okay, so I have to say there were many emails about me saying I hate film. Well, you did say and you I, hate if film. If you sent one in, I hear you. I acknowledge your outrage and frustration. Actually, they were all really polite and lovely. There was no, like, mean ones. It was more just like, really, Claire? Do you really think that? Because also, what about this thing? That it's a good thing, and I'm what like, about yeah, all the fair movies enough. You like and have recommended on Correct. this show. Yeah, exactly. All right, so I will read this email though. This is from Joshua Harper. Hey gang, Claire's lovely. I hate films. Pronounced films. Rant mm-hmm, mm-hmm. inspired me to show my partner some of the classic Mr. Sunday Movies channel rants, as she's only been tortured by the last three-ish years of content with me. They are some classic rants. You have so, you really do do well there with your rants there, Jim. I'd never had one that was I hate movies though. <laughs> it was an interesting <laughs> well, tactic. Particularly like as someone tweeted at me when I married someone who runs Mr. Sunday movies. But anyway, mm. I stand by my blanket thing no, that don't. all things are terrible. You keep I it really back. don't. I don't. <laughs> of course I do because it's it's just it's a bit like saying I hate all food or something. Anyway, I am sick of screens though. Can I suggest a video that algorithm suggested to me on video one of this rabbit hole? Mr. Sunday Movies, out of context. Okay, we'll put that link below. Uh I'll send that to colleagues. A wonderful trip down memory lane that I think I can honestly say I recognize each bit because I have no life and I'm hoping might make you both laugh like a lot. It's nonsense. Someone please make a playlist of all the rants. They're honestly quite hard to find. Big love and fuck coriander. Josh. Hells yeah. P.S. James, please do a high school musical caravan of garbage that teases torture. I don't care if it comes out in 10 years if you commit to the ten- the tension is relieved. The Twilight videos are practically the basis of our relationship. <laughs> Me and this person. Yeah, I agree. Uh, but <laughs> we, uh, we, 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 we will. Life, ben, ben really wants to do them, do them. And I've never yeah. seen them. So, and they just seem fun and silly. So cool. absolutely, I would, I, I, we will do them. We just need kind of a... Slam their head in a cubicle door. He's got Batman in his balls. And he's like... Context by Teddy Dan. I, hate, I love that. I mean, I appreciate Teddy Dan. I appreciate Teddy, but I hate. I can tell when I'm in a video by myself and when I'm talking to Mason. I can tell by like the tone of my voice. Oh wow! Yeah, and I hate it. Do you, which, which one do you hate when you're talking to Mason, or you hate when you? No, you're I by hate yourself? the ones that I record by myself. Oh why? Because when because it doesn't. I feel like it doesn't like sound like me. It's really hard to like sound. Like just you. like you're talking when you're not talking to anybody. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, that does make sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah because you're not talking to anyone. No, I'm not. Anyway. Um, I will put the rest of that in the show notes below. Another one, great. the weekly planet out of context, <laughs> so which I feel silly. like I can handle more. Yeah, totally. Well, I thought that was fun and great. Um, okay, that's it from us today. If you want to email the show, you can at suggestiblepod at gmail.com. Please come along if you're in the UK. I would love to see you at one of my shows. The links are below for yeah. tickets. 
Oh, goodness, he's making so much sound. London, 2nd of July, Dublin, 6th of July, Exeter, 4th of July, Edinburgh, 9th of July. More tickets to come, more dates, but very cool. And thank you, as always, to Royal Collings for editing this week's episode. Thank you to Maisie for running our socials. Thank you to James for getting out of bed for uh, this, just this episode. Go watch that Michael J. Fox doco. Yeah, check it out. It's good. Real good. And uh, we'll talk to you at a different time. But that pain where it's like in your throat and it like goes up to you. Yeah. You know what I mean? I know, a thousand percent. I know, it's awful. It's Some awful. people like this. I don't. I think it's bad. I think it doesn't seem overly fun. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello? Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.